Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. I just associate it with dummies. Mackey and Judd. They think that they're, you know what, don't stink, and they know everything. On 1500 ESPN. Football. Is it football time? Football. Prop bets and <laughs> over-unders and all that good stuff? Uh, it is Vikings prop bets, which kind of leak into NFL prop bets around this time of year. A lot, sure. of, a lot of stuff. So maybe we, maybe we rebrand to football prop bets. Football oh, prop bets. Football, because we love football. And there's only so many things with the Vikings. Like, we're doing it every week. And I don't want to go, the, the last thing I want to do is like, all right, Stefan Diggs, over or under 99 receiving yards against the Saints. Like, that's not really compelling. So I shouldn't go on but that You know question? what? Let's start with that so one. So I shouldn't go on that Adam question? Adam Thielen or Stefan Diggs, over or under 99 yards receiving against the Saints defense, both of them. Go. Let's start with that one. Both of them? We'll get it out of the way. Both of them on Sunday? Like, go over? separately. Yeah, yeah. Under. Like, evaluate them both separately. Okay. I, uh... If you look back to the first game that the uh, that the Saints played uh, the Vikings on September 11th, Thielen had a huge game. So my guess is they are going to focus on him a lot on Sunday, which should open up some opportunities for Diggs. So I would guess, uh, given how the Saints are going to play defensively, that Diggs has a possibility for the bigger day. But if we're going to uh, say over or under on that, I say under. I say under as well. I think the Vikings might struggle a little bit moving the ball. There'll probably be some heavy pressure put towards Case Keenum, and he's probably forced to look towards some other targets. Um, actually, um, let me find the the uh, the actual over-under for this game. We don't really do... It's funny, we do prop bets. We don't actually do like the over-under point totals, mm-hmm. but I have a feeling this is going to be a lower-scoring game. Like This probably doesn't turn into a 28-24 to 24 type shootout. I would be a little bit surprised. If that happened, but just for fun here, according to ESPN Insider, the over-under for the game is 45 and a half. So 24, 21, uh, like 23, 20 kind of over or under total point score between Saints and Vikings, 45 and a half. Oh, I mean, that's right about where I think. I think in the low 20s probably for the win, but if the Vikings defense can hold to what they, they're doing, they would keep the Saints under 20, certainly. So I'll say under. I am uh, still leaning towards picking the Vikings in a two- or three-point game, so I, I will agree with Dave. And if this game plays out the way I think it's going to, and if it, if the Saints go, if the Saints score thirty, the Vikings I think are in huge trouble. I oh, will God, say, yeah. yes. I will say under, given the fact that if uh, if this does get high, I think the I think my prediction on the Vikings will be wrong. If the Saints score thirty, you can put it to bed. I don't I don't think they're going to score thirty, but it is Drew Brees and they have Alvin Kamara. 
Uh, 45 and a half. I'm going to take the under. I think it's kind of a... I really think it's like 20 to 17 sort of a score. Just something something below 40 even. You're relying on some field goals there, Philip. That is true. Or or a missed extra point. Ah, there is that. That's good to get you to twenty. The Star Tribune story on Forbat today said that he's feeling absolutely great and that nothing's going to go wrong. Okay, yeah. I have I have Keep great faith that. in my in my ex employer that they're right. Uh, Numberfire.com has the simulated. They've simulated the game thousands of times. Oh, and they have a twenty six twenty three Vikings. Yeah. And uh, what is this one? Tr is teamrankings.com. Has it 26 to 20 Vikings mm-hmm. after their simulation? So the simulators have the Vikings as a, a fairly clear favorite in this game by three or five points. Has Walter Football done a simulation? We'll have to check out yeah, get back Wally to that. Randy. That's the key question. Randy yeah, we got to hear Grove. from Randy. Has, He's probably pre-gaming already. Simulation well, no, yet. he said he wasn't going to drink until the tailgate morning of the game on Sunday. But he was going to go two weeks without drinking between week seventeen. That's what he said. Yeah. Yeah, and the, but then he tweeted on Sunday, I believe, and I I, I tweeted back. I thought that, that you weren't going to drink because the thing that he tweeted on Sunday was incoherent. Probably all caps. Too. Yes, it was yeah. completely incoherent. Uh, prop bet here across the NFL uh, spectrum of playoff games this weekend, including Viking Saints. Rank these Hall of Fame or MVP quarterbacks. In order one through four of how likely they are to not make it to the conference championship weekend. Okay. So Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan, and Drew Brees. So number one would be most likely to get bounced. Number four would be, I guess let's flip it around. Your confidence rankings in those quarterbacks to move on. So I'll start. Tom Brady's number one Mm -hmm. against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, that's a 13-and-a-half-point playoff spread right now. A two-touchdown playoff enough. spread. Uh, I would say number two, Matt Ryan, almost by process of elimination. Sounds like it's going to be fairly warm in Philadelphia. I think that's the last I saw. Didn't they say on Mike and on, uh, on Wingo and Golick it was going to be like 50 degrees in Philadelphia this weekend or something? So Matt Ryan on the road, not going to be super bad conditions. Uh, then I would go... Ben Roethlisberger mm-hmm. against a defense he already threw five interceptions against, and then Drew Brees on the road against the Vikings defense I'm least confident in. I will go Brady, clear-cut one, Ryan two, Brees three, Big Ben four. Oh, you think the Jags might uh, I think might the Jags, uh, yeah. So, so one through four, Brady, Ryan, Breeze, and then Ben. Uh, Brady is the easy number one. I say Big Ben is number two, not because I love the Steelers that much, but no, I'm not betting on the Jaguars in round two of the playoffs. Great defense, but you're going to put uh, Blake Bortles under yeah. center against the Steelers defense. Yeah, that's not going to work out. Uh, Matt Ryan, three, and then uh, Breeze, four. All right. Uh, this is kind of an off-the-wall one. Bill Belichick is the legendary two-decade coach of the Patriots, but there's a falling out happening. The Giants have a coaching opening. Percent chance Bill Belichick, A, leaves the Patriots after the season, and B, becomes head coach of the New York Giants, which he defensively coordinated long ago Super Bowl champions. And a franchise he loves to this day. Yes. All right. So percent chance he leaves the Patriots, and then percent chance he coaches the Giants. It's a non-zero chance. Thanks, Derek. Okay, but Derek Wetmore. not much higher than zero. It's like 0.2. For, le- not, for leaving? He's not going anywhere. Okay. Judd? That's no fun, Dave. I'm going to say 10% chance. I'm going to say there's a... Oh, that's so much more fun. I'm going to say that there's at least a 10% chance that, well, 
he, the one thing that ESPN story might be right about is is Bob Kraft might have to pick between the coach and the QB. And I think he likes the coach. I think he loves the QB. So I'm going to say there's a 10% chance that Belichick uh, finagles his way out of that contract and ends up with Go Big Blue, the New York Giants. I think there's a 50% coin flip chance he's out in New England. I'm buying some of this stuff. But it's been, I mean, it's been almost 20 years together, all three of them. So some of this stuff that, that they're saying is not true. It ain't like a great reporter with all kinds of inside sources made that stuff up. So maybe 20% of it is false or inaccurate. But I bet you the bulk of that story and the tension between those parties is accurate to the point where they can hold it together for one more poor season, maybe even not that. And then Bill Belichick's going to look for an exit strategy. So, I mean, who... Bill, who who is his quarterback after Brady at this point? Brian Hoyer's their backup. So if he and Brady yeah. are are kind of done, Hoyer, he already traded buddy, away yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo and Jacoby Brissett. I'll say a, a coin flip chance he's out in New England, and like a twenty percent chance he winds up with the Giants. The the one the one thing Monday if, Night Football. How about that? If how about you, Bill Belichick <laughs> and Sean McDonough for the driest broadcast you're ever going to get? If you uh, d- don't believe the sources or the story, the one thing to me in that story that is absolutely true is this. He gave Garoppolo away. He gave Garoppolo away to a guy he likes and a team he likes. Yes. So it, it, there is there is no way that Bill Belichick, if you looked at the teams he's fleeced, Spielman and the Vikings, this guy is a personnel genius as well as a coaching genius. There is no way he got dumb enough to say, and the offers that, that he got a couple of years ago for Garoppolo were outstanding. Yep. And all of a sudden he's going to call up the San Francisco team and he's going to call and say, can I just get a second-round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo? Correct. That makes absolutely no sense. And that, that to me, is the beginning of this story has a lot of accuracy to it. Yeah. And if he's going, you know, if he's thinking about, like, three, five years down the road with New England, he's he's an analytical guy. He knows that Tom Brady, as much as Brady wants to say he's going to play until he's 45, you're not going to bank on that. So what, I, it wouldn't shock me at all if he said, all right, it's time Jimmy. It's time for Jimmy Garoppolo. I believe it. I do. You guys, speaking of the Gi- Di- Giants job, though, you heard what Bruce Arians said yesterday to Cowherd about somebody else who might be in competition yes. for that job? No. certain yeah. guy who just won his sixth mm-hmm. national championship. Oh, really? Apparently, as always. Bear Bryant? <laughs> yes. Yes. It's going to be weird. Paul about- Bear Bryant has always coveted the New York Giants job. So Nick Saban gets railed on because of the Miami, uh, the, the Dolphins, I don't know, failure, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. But, but Jeb brought this up earlier in the week. And this is the problem in New York. He doesn't, you're going to have to draft a quarterback or go with Eli for a year or two. But if you give him a quarterback, if he had Drew Brees in Miami, he's not getting fired after two years or leaving after two years. Right. So that could be fun. I mean, there's not much left to accomplish as a college football coach. The guy wins a national title every single year. And the only level he has in Concord is the NFL. Let's come back, talk more Vikings, a couple things we can dive into. How much Sage Rosenfels definitely put some emphasis when he joined us last hour on Case Keenum's lack of playoff experience, that that does matter this weekend. How much do we think it matters? And also, how confident are we, if things don't go right on Sunday, that this wouldn't be the end of the Vikings' run? That it wouldn't be like 2010 where the you know the rug gets pulled out? Also, we'll, we'll get back into the Reggie Lynch developments from yesterday later in the show. And if you want to chime in, 651-646-8255 is the phone number anytime today, Mackie and Judd. Mackie and Judd now continue. We have the goods. On 1500 ESPN. Drew Brees has played pretty good for a long time. Um, you know, he's won a Super Bowl. He's been MVP. Um, 
You know, he's thrown for millions of yards, so I think all those things kind of sum up what he does. That's a bit of an over-exaggeration. It's not millions, millions of yards. Millions of yards? Come on now. It's a long career. It's a lot of yards. It's not millions of yards, Mike. Mike. And the Dolphins went with Dante Culpepper. Yeah. Yeah, we'll take Dante Culpepper. He's going to be fantastic once he was, comes back from his knee being completely destroyed. Is that what that was, Dante on the mend, right? Because it was it like was, 2005 that... It was a 2000. It was 2006, Dante on the mend, Childress got the job, and then Child, that that's the whole Chili thing. In fact, that might be the first time we saw Chili being Chili. When, when he described the fact that Dante he's is was re- rehabbing in Florida instead of here, and Chili went, I, uh, I can envision uh, the uh, I can envision a Chinese restaurant and a strip uh, mall. That might be the first time. Uh, so then Dante demanded out, and they traded him to the Dolphins. But in the meantime, Breeze was going to leave San Diego, and the Dolphins were talking to him, and I think he was on the market. So the only choices were Breeze and Culpepper, and they uh, made the wrong one. I can imagine a strip mall. Uh, um, so Drew, Drew Brees. Um, I saw this from NFL Stats. Uh, Say Rosenfels was on with us last hour, and he said, actually, it matters a lot that Drew Brees has played a bunch of playoff games and, and Case Keenum never has. And according to NFL Stats, Drew Brees' 12 career playoff starts, or this will be, I believe, his 12th career. I think he's 6-5, and five, so this will be his 12th career playoff start. Yep. And Case Keenum, 0. Mm-hmm. The last quarterback without a playoff start to beat a quarterback with 10-plus playoff starts in a postseason game? Tim Tebow over Ben Roethlisberger in the 2011 wildcard round. I agree. It matters in a vacuum. You'd rather have Drew Brees clearly than Case Keenum going into this game, but this isn't Brees versus Keenum in a vacuum. The other components, namely the Vikings' defense— don't cancel out enough for it to be the case. I think there's a lot of playoff matchups, and there's a couple this weekend where you could say, all right, Patriots defense and Titans defense. I don't know. Like, Titans defense isn't a train wreck. Patriots defense is fine. It's not what it's been in the past. Let's say they cancel out. Mariota or Tom Brady? That's why it's a two-touchdown gap between the two, according to Vegas. When the uh, Packers played the Steelers a few years ago in the Super Bowl, both had solid not spectacular generational defenses, but solid defenses. So let's say they cancel out. Now it becomes Rodgers versus Roethlisberger, and it's kind of a, a match of haymakers. Then you can maybe just go tail of the tape between the quarterbacks. That's not what this is. The Vikings defense and the Saints defense do not cancel out. The Saints have a good defense. The Vikings have the best defense in the NFL. So is that gap the same as the gap between Breeze and this version of Case Keenum, and that's kind of the question going into Sunday. Boys, I'm about to go very, very deep with what what I'm about to say. The matchup of the Vikings quarterback involving him on Sunday is very simple. It's Case Keenum versus Case Keenum. That's the matchup. The matchup is, does he have the ability to take, and, and what Rosenfels gave us is, I'm sure exactly right, Does he have the ability to be able to do what he did during the course of the season and process those things and now take it to hyperspeed? Mm -hmm. And and does he have the ability while trying to operate at hyperspeed to not then say to himself, oh, my God, I've got to do all of these things? Can he take a step back and say, everything I did during the season was good enough for the most part, and I need to continue to operate like that despite the fact the speed of this game is going to pick up? This is very simply to me Keenum versus Keenum. Uh, I mean, yeah, if he, if he goes classic case and throws a couple bad pat, that's the thing. If you throw a couple bad interceptions against this team, it ain't going to fly. You can get away with it against the Washington Redskins in the middle of the season or 
the first half in London against the Cleveland Browns when you know that you could probably spot them 20 points and still come back and win the game. This is not a team that you want to spot two extra possessions to. Not at all. So the formula in a lot of ways has to be don't screw up offensively first. I hate saying that because I, I don't think you should ever play that way, but with this defense, priority number one is just don't take any unnecessary dumb chances. You know, play play yards after catch offense and let Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs and company and those running backs, let them get out and do their thing. No need to be putting a jump ball up for grabs in the middle of the field to Kyle Rudolph, have it bounce off his yellow glove and have a safety pick off the pass in prime field position. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like when the Patriots played the Falcons in the Super Bowl last year, okay, both had some qualities about their defense, you know, pass rush over here, cancel out. It became Matt Ryan and Tom Brady, MVP caliber Matt Ryan and legendary Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And it was an all time classic game back and forth. Um, and there's a lot of games like the quarterback matchups this weekend are really lopsided. Ben Roethlisberger against Blake Bortles. But the Jaguars defense is incredible, so it closes that gap. Everything comes back to the quarterback defense ratio. And we're going to find out. I mean, the Saints the Saints have done a good job defensively, but it's a different level that they're going to have to reach to uh, to match the Vikings defense. So uh, Jags, uh, Jags against Pittsburgh is an interesting one. Because you look at that one, though, and you say in a playoff-type game in Pittsburgh— the Jacksonville defense might be really, really good, but I'm pretty confident Bortles is going to somehow sabotage his team. He's going to do something stupid. I mean, he's just he's no good. Keenum, you look at and say, no, he's been good. I just don't know. And and the one thing that the Vikings are going to have to do is devise a game plan and under which they can maintain possession of the ball. But that doesn't mean forcing stupid things or doing dumb things. That means can you devise an entire game plan under which you can successfully keep your defense off the field and, and thus breeze off the f- field as well. Can you devise that so that giving yourself the best opportunity to win means not putting your defense mm-hmm. out there continually? Yeah, I also think it's worth noting for for anyone who's putting a ton of stock into this, you know, ex- the lack of experience for Case Keenum. Um, you know, it, let's let's take that parallel to the regular season going into 2017. He had zero credible seasons as an NFL starting quarterback. He had nothing on his resume that would lead you to believe, just like he has nothing on his playoff resume that would lead you to believe that he's going to go toe-to-toe with a Drew Brees. But he spent the entire season with help from a great infrastructure building that regular season resume. And so now that he's done it for 15 or so, 16 games, 15 starts, or I guess it would be 14 starts in 15 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he has regular season credibility. Now, now you go forward and say, yeah, oh, abs- oh Case Keenum can be a good regular season starter um, as long as he has some good, some good infrastructure. Now let's see. The There's playoffs. no reason why he can't also perform well in the playoffs with that same infrastructure. Put it this way: having having zero playoff starts doesn't preclude you from winning this game if you're Keenum. That's that's the way I look at these numbers. Mm-hmm. Does it make it less likely that you're going to perform well? I mean, maybe a little bit because there's no data to go off well, of, but it doesn't preclude you from winning this game. If, if this offense had been really successful and the defense was okay, not great, I I would be more uptight about it because I would say, okay, if, if the Saints scheme correctly to stop the offense, in that case, you, you know they're going to score against the Vikings' defense. But when your starting point is this defense, it makes you a lot more confident. I guess my question is this are you more uh nervous about keenum or curious in in a playoff environment because i'm just curious i mean he was very very good so so i am curious to see if he can now take what he did throughout the course of the year and translate that Mm -hmm. 
I would say that you probably do have a lot of Vikings fans who probably border more on being nervous than curious. I'm going to throw it to Brad Childers for my thoughts on that. Um, uh, um, or, uh, um, and, um, um, you know, um, uh, um, um, and, uh, you know, but, um, 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 and, uh, so, uh, um, and, uh, obviously, uh, um, uh, um, 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 <laughs> Um, but, um, 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 and, um, but, uh, and, and, um, 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 uh, all ours. Uh, he was all ours. Uh, I'm going to miss him. He should get back. In I liked, question. I liked the guy. He was a character. He was funny. Dave, what kind of stuff do you have when we come back? Proof that the best part of that cut was not pieced together. That was actually one complete answer to a question. It was. Yes. Oh, yeah. Nice. He yeah, had other was, stuff too. Yeah, it was it was before he told you that Jeff Dugan was questionable. <laughs> uh, with uh, <laughs> Mackie and Judd now continue. It's that time again on fifteen hundred ESPN. And stuff you should know about is sponsored by Walgreens. Need the right relief fast? Swing by Walgreens today with brands like Vicks, Dayquil, and Nyquil Severe. You'll get maximum strength, cold and flu relief, day or night. Walgreens tr- uh, trusted since nineteen oh one. In sports, there's a lot of stuff you should simply be aware of. There was stuff going on that no one talked about. That's pretty heavy stuff. Let me show you some stuff. I don't do that stuff no more. This stuff can give you brain damage. And then there's the stuff you should know about. Lots of great stuff. This is the fun stuff. I love this stuff. Good stuff. Man, this stuff's good. This is that kind of stuff. I want to check that stuff out. Mackie and Judd now continues. This is very serious stuff we're talking about here. With stuff you should know. So give us that stuff that we should know about, David Harrigan. I think it was just before the show this morning, Phil brought up the complaint people have of LeVar Ball, why he gets all the coverage, why the family gets all the coverage. People saying, I'm sick of it. Why are you showing it? Why are you showing it? This guy's stupid. No one cares. The boys debuted for the Lithuania squad last night or oh, yesterday. Good. good. The hmm. highest it got on Facebook Live was 100,000 people simultaneously watching. And the word is unique viewers, 1.6 million people watched on Facebook Live, the internet stream of these kids playing at the Big Baller Classic or whatever they're calling it. In Lithuania. So this would have been one of the more popular cable televised events if, yes. if, it, if you took those numbers and put it on cable. Right? As the article I was reading, NBC Sports Network and FS1 would kill for numbers like that for some of their programming. Yeah. Skip. I mean, there's some. Yeah, like the what, the the Skip Shannon Fest. What undisputed? Yeah. Where don't they they peak around a hundred thousand sometimes as well? So it's very. It's not very, so good. I bet you. I bet you the next game that is streamed on Facebook Live from the uh, from the Ball family basketball team, that number is not not even half of that. I bet. Yeah, the the early curiosity, the curiosity factor, factor yeah. drives that a lot of times. Meanwhile, ratings down across the board for NFL uh, Wild Card Weekend, ten percent or so is the general uh, general number. Did you hear how the college football national championship did on ESPN? It did very well. Ah, just a cool 28 mil. Man. Second highest rated program ever on ESPN. Wow. Number one being the national championship from a couple years back. Wow. Does that include all of the platforms together or just ESPN? I assume it's all the platforms together. I guess I'm not positive. Yeah. Um, not shocking. I mean, it's it's funny because with the NFL dips in ratings and, and people kind of freak out, 
Okay, it was by far at its peak by head, shoulders, and probably a torso, the most popular TV show. Now it's down a little bit and still the most popular TV show. And college football is not far behind. So if you put all those games in primetime, like from an eight-team playoff, let's say expanded it, yep. you'd be getting very similar numbers all throughout for even a Central Florida versus... Uh, Real national USC champions, game. Central Florida. Yeah. The the absolute key thing is from here on out, never, ever, ever again play your your semifinal games New Year's Eve. That's the yeah. only, that's the <laughs> one thing that will consistently kill you. Besides that, if it's the four team playoff, you're going to do really well. Who's <laughs> ready to tune into Facebook Watch for the brand new docu series coming out, boys? I believe it's a six part thing. Tom versus Time. I bet you know who the Tom is. Here's a little clip. What are you willing to do and what are you willing to give up to be the best you can be? You only have so much energy and the clock's ticking on all of us. If you're going to compete against me, you better be willing to give up your life because I'm giving up mine. When I see myself out there, I feel like, man, I still do this and I do it better than I've ever done it. So why should I stop? Okay. If he dies, he dies. You know what? I mean, when does that start? I don't know the exact date, but it's got to be soon. That was just the trailer release, I think, just yesterday. He's or giving so, up but... his life. That's very impressive. And it looks like some pretty deep insider access. I mean, you heard the very beginning the squeal of a child. That was his own children. And the cameras are inside his home. Yeah. He's you know working what? out inside the, uh, you know. The film room, it's it's deep access it. to Brady. I'll it's it. a matter of time before it's launched. The Brett Favre series. It's only a matter of time before Brett's like, if Tom can do it, I can do it. We're going to get a Brett Favre six-part series. How does it make you feel, Judd, that Tom Brady, when he says gives up his life, he means all of like the fun peripheral things that people do. Except he just that. sleeps in a hyperbaric chamber and, yeah. uh, and eats salad for every meal. Yeah. And you won't even go to bed an hour early for the sake of the show to do morning updates for a punishment. Oh, I feel very good about it. You won't I even give up very, an hour of your very, sleep to help the show. No, I He's feel given very, up his life to I help feel, the Patriots. I feel that a guy who, who gets to be married to Giselle might be exaggerating just a little bit when, when he says that he is sacrificing his life. I think wow. he might be present just a little bit. What are you saying about Don? Well, I love Don very much. I'm just saying I think Tom Brady's got a very good deal, and I'm not sure that he's really giving up his life when Giselle's your wife. Are you saying Don's not worth eating a little kale? Uh, we don't eat kale. I don't think. I'm pretty sure we don't eat kale. Chipotle, yes. Could, kale, you, ident- no. could you identify kale in a lineup? If we put four food items uh, like on a I screen, could I've you identify it. kale I in a lineup? I think I've had it before. If I'm, I'm pretty sure I could. I'm not positive. In let's, fact, we let's, should try. Let's make this happen. Oh we'll, yeah, most we'll definitely. Print out, I'm not positive. We'll print out four food items. Okay. And you have to identify I'm which not, one is kale. I'm not positive. I could. <laughs> I think I could, not positive. Snickers, Hershey's, Three Musketeers, Kale. Can I'll open some tabs here on my computer, and right. we'll we'll make this happen. <laughs> well, speaking of the gunslinger, uh, you mentioned him there, Jolly. He was on with Rich Eisen yesterday promoting some new project regarding concussions and player safety and whatnot, and was asked, look, Brett, uh, are you feeling symptoms of your playing days? A lot of, a lot of hits to the head. I mean, I, I couldn't even tell you how many times my ears were ringing. I saw stars. A little fogginess. Um, that was pretty much every time I got hit or my head hit the turf. And I'm sure most players could say that. I will say this. I don't have headaches every day. I don't have dizziness. Um, forgetfulness, yes. Maybe. Am I going to write that off as 48 years old? Um, yes. Or 
too many blows to the head. I think it's a combination of a lot of things. I think as we get older, you know, where's my car keys? And they're in your hand. Where's my glasses? They're on top of your head. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I think that's that's a common as you get older type of thing that that we all face. And the shocking admission. I got three grandsons, and if I'm not going to encourage them to play football, I'm not going to discourage them. But I would much rather be a caddy for them in golf than watch them play football. Uh, because, you know, and that's crazy. I mean, people say, I can't believe he would say that. But, you know, the head injuries are, are, are going to continue. The quality of players is only going to go up. And that means concussions are not going to go down. I'm still just, I'm impressed by his ability to ask himself questions and answer oh, them still. It's uh, the no, greatest. Do, I, do I sometimes forget where my glasses are? All right. Sure. Do you think do he's think actually it's... looking for his keys and glasses at that moment? As he's answering the yeah. question? Like, where's my feeling his pocket? my hand? Where's yeah. my glout there on my head? Brett, I got news for, for you. We're, we're the exact same age. The beer consumption don't help either, okay? Now, he claims he, claims he hasn't had a drink for 20-some-odd years. But the years and years of beer consumption probably didn't help him either. So, uh, yeah, you know, by his age, our age, you forget some stuff. Are you saying you've killed as many brain cells with alcohol as he has with hits to the head? I called Sage Case earlier today. You did. Probably beer consumption. Yeah. Probably years of beer consumption. I'm just, I'm just saying kinda, that you he, might. He kind of laughed and then continued on. He and said, was much fine. less enthused with the rest of the interview. Oh, I thought he was fine. But anyway, anyway, I will, uh, I'll throw that that in for Brett and myself that the alcohol consumption might also play a role in forgetfulness. Who wants to bet on sports, boys, and who wants to do it at home? A new report predicts 18 states in this country will introduce bills to regulate sports betting Good. this year with 11 of the 18 having a good chance of passing legislation. Eilers and Krejcik Gaming, they track gambling legislation nationwide, says that just the minimum, or says that is just the minimum. The firm predicts more than 30 states could introduce sports betting bills. Good. I, I'm all for it. Um, it's. I used to play online poker religiously and even paid a lot of rent doing it back in the day. And um, it always, like, poker was always the thing that, They'd lump it in with all the other sports. Now, sports betting, I think, should be its own category. I think games that are more skill-based, like poker or uh, or like golf or things. If you want to, if there was a you know, if there was a way to golf online, which there isn't, but I think if you put slot-based games and house advantage games in one bin, poker in another, and sports betting in another, and then let the states decide as they will. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we make a lot of choices. Plus, you can you can buy scratch-off tickets until you're broke. That's gambling with zero chance to win. I've seen it happen. Go, but you can go spend ten grand on Powerball tickets if you want, and you're not going to win. Why can't I go spend fifty bucks on a Vikings Saints game? Somebody you know? win the Powerball over the weekend, or are we way up there now? I believe I saw some, but there was a ticket from a gas station like, somewhere out east. I would have bought one now. Well, I would have bought one, but now <laughs> twenty million—that's nothing. Yeah, wait for it to go back up. Yeah, uh, this past Sunday, the uh, Winnipeg Jets beat the crap out of the San Jose Sharks four to one in Winnipeg, and that is likely because the Sharks didn't want to be there. Before the game, Justin Braun, Tim Heed, Thomas Hurdle of the Sharks said, yeah, 
We hate going to Winnipeg. It is the least desirable city we have to play in. They complained that the Fairmont Hotel is a little bit sketchy. There's no Wi-Fi. The internet sucks. The city's dark. The city's cold. It's horrible to be there. There's no life. And the coach of the Jets, Paul Maurice, says, shut up. It's, it's dangerous to comment on the, on the exact. I heard it's cold and dark. Well, that happens in Canada occasionally, pretty regularly, every winter. It's dark at night. Yeah, that happens pretty much around the world. I don't think any coach, any player, trainer, referee should ever complain about a day in the National Hockey League. You know, we got a sold-out building. Pretty sure that all goes into hockey-related revenues and everybody cashes their check. The thread count at your hotel isn't right or your Frappuccino isn't froth right. I don't even know what a Frappuccino is, but my point being... <laughs> We got nothing to complain about. Pretty good life every day. I am going to defend Sharks players here. <laughs> wow. I I smell player baiting by by beat reporters. I think this was uh hey, you know, you're stuck here. You play your, your home games at, and live in in San Jose and now you got to be here. What do you think? I'm going to defend the players. I bet they were baited into responses. And then, of course, you run to the opposing team's coach or the opposing team and say, they ripped your city, so let's calm down. Uh, yeah, I think there's there's an element of that where, hey, what do you think about this? Oh, this person said this. Yep. And in general, we're talking about first world problems, <laughs> white collar problems. Uh, I do have a lineup of of food items for Judd to try to identify kale when we come back. I would love to do that. Okay. So Judd is going to look at a lineup of food items and see if he can identify what kale is. And then a little bit later, we'll get back to that Reggie Lynch story. Uh, do we have our guest confirmed, or has he not gotten back to us? I have not heard back no. yet. I can check in again. Okay, we'll see. Uh, and then also, if you missed our Ryan Longwell interview from yesterday, we'll play a couple of clips that were interesting describing uh, the, the 2009 season, the NFC Championship game. It's Mackie and Judd. Phil Mackey, Judd Zogad. So behind that peaceful countenance, there's, 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 uh, they're up to no good. Not huh? only they're peaceful, Patrick, but they're really, really stupid. Uh, there was <laughs> Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Join 1500 ESPN this Friday at the Menards in Maple Grove. The 1500 ESPN promo team will be there for between, uh, between 4 and 6 p.m. Friday. With your chance to win some pretty good station prizes. More details at 1500ASPN.com. Keyword events. What are you willing to do and what are you willing to give up to be the best you can be? You only have so much energy. And the clock's ticking on all of us. If you're going to compete against me, you better be willing to give up your life. Because I'm giving up mine. When I see myself out there, I feel like, man, I still do this and I do it better than I've ever done it. So why should I stop? Tom Brady. I feel I, like I'm man, interested. I can't stand my my head coach. I really hate Bill. I hope that's what it turns into. Just a Bill bashing documentary. I hope Alex Guerrero is prominently featured in the Tom Brady Facebook <laughs> documentary. Be. It's just like it's Tom Brady and it's uh and it's Alex Guerrero. I'm putting together, I'm gonna tweet this out. Do not look at make sure he's not looking at his mentions. Okay. Make sure Judge oh, Twitter. Get off close. tweet deck, right? I'm now. just like just the just, you know, you don't have to close the window. Just make sure no Hold one's on. tweeting at no. you. Close the window. Hold on. We're going to quiz Judd here to see if he's right. able to pick Kale out of a lineup. Okay, I want something else. You said Because you said last segment, uh, you said you think you've had Kale, but you're not sure. Uh, absolutely. What do you think your history with Kale is? <sighs> Restaurant, maybe come across. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I know Don and I have talked about it, and I think I've had it. 
but I'm not positive. How do you talk about it? What are your feelings on kale? No, stuff comes up, and I'll I'll ask. I'll say, yeah, kale, what's that? And it's funny because there are times she gets so frustrated because I just don't know or care. And she'll be like, <laughs> you're not serious, are you? And she's like, I'm not even going to answer that question. And I'll say, no, sweetheart, I'm dead serious. I don't have a clue. I don't know. Sorry. And there's sometimes that that she'll then humor me and answer the question, and then there are times where she will just walk away. Yeah. So what what, think, what are some other things that you have embarrassingly had to admit that like you didn't know what it was? Oh, or you, you know what I'm know? really bad at? No, it's stuff like this. I am really guilty of during the course of a, a TV show asking a rhetorical question about what what what's going to transpire or transpired when you don't know. And so she's like, "How would I know? I'm watching the show too." Right. But I'm very guilty of asking, and it's a rhetorical question. I know she doesn't know, but I'm trying to deduct it myself. So, and so, oh like, my I God, wanna, why did that person just yeah. kill the other person? Yeah, and she'll be like, what? "Yeah, that drives me nuts too." Why are you asking me? And I'm like, "Well, I just, I'm just curious, <laughs> and I'm, I'm just throwing it out there." But she, I don't think she, I don't think she appreciates humors and or likes the the, the rhetorical question. Like she just thinks, "Well, that's a stupid question to ask me, <laughs> idiot." Yeah, and so we end up with this. I'm like, "Okay, sure." So it's stuff like that. Sure. Uh, well, just just for fun, I, we put together, if people want to follow along on Twitter here, we have posted, uh, it's it's my account, I'll retweet it from the 1500 ESPN account. And I'm not on TweetDeck right now, so. We've posted a lineup of four food items for uh, for Judd to look at, and you have to identify which one is kale. Okay. So if you want to follow along visually here, it's not the best for radio, but if you want to follow along visually, you can uh, you can look at the latest tweet from at Phil Mackey and at 1500 ESPN. If you want to play along and see if you can identify what kale is, mm-hmm. I'm going to show you four food items. All right, don't and just just take them all in, number them one through four in your head. Okay, so don't try and guess right away. Okay. Don't guess on the fly what they are. We're going to show you four food items, right. and uh, I'll turn I'll turn the computer to you and Dave, and I'm going to tab through them. All right, tell us which one of the four is kale. Okay, so tell me when you've gotten a good enough look at the food item. All right, that's number yep. one. Yeah, good. Keep okay. going. Um, we'll click on number two here. That's food item number two. Okay. Right there. All right. This is food item number three. Okay. Okay. And, uh, that's food item number four. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. Those are, those are the four. All right. Which one is kale? (sighs) Okay. Now let's make this very clear. I am guessing. Dave, did you see all four of those? I'm looking at your, uh, your tweet right now. I'm not positive which order you went in, but I do know which one. You know uh, which one is which kale. One is kale okay. Yes. Okay. I want to make this abundantly clear. I am guessing, so I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Can you rule any of the four out? I don't think, deep down in my soul, that number th- three was kale. Yeah. Number three is red cabbage. Well okay, done. Well correct. done. Yep. Nice work. Here's what I. Here's what I. Here's what I think. Given my my limited experience with kale. And it is a guess. I think it's number two. That would be uh, that was parsley, I believe. Uh, arugula. Oh, that was, was number two. Oh, Dave, I love well, Dave arugula. didn't have the right order of the. Okay, uh, so that I was love number two. Arugula. So we'll take. We're gonna take arugula off the board here. All right. And you've already taken red cabbage off the board. Yep. So we're down so to we'll one or four. So we'll show you number one again. All right. It just and, looks like leaves on a tree. And number four again. <laughs> Describe describe the the ones you just saw to the audience. Uh, number one looked like leaves on a tree. Number four looks like 
Oh. All right, so I should guess again. One or four. <laughs> is it green? One? We've we've gone. Who wants to be a millionaire? 50-50 on you here. Is it is kale the that, one pictured that, in that number lo- one or number looks four? Like, that looks like. I'll show four, you number one four, again. Four here too. looks like cabbage stripped down off the cabbage. Uh, that looks like leaves on on a tree. One looks like something I would not eat for sure. So I'm going to say one is kale. <laughs> oh, see, it's the last one. I told you I didn't know. I couldn't necessarily identify kale. Uh, number one, I'm is, sort of proud of myself. Number one way. is parsley. I'm sort of proud of myself. So you had a lineup of parsley, arugula, red cabbage, and kale. Okay, uh, kale was the, In order, the one that you didn't identify. Arugula fan, big time. Parsley, I like. <laughs> I would but say, but you thought arugula was kale, so you, maybe you thought for a long time that no, I know, kale see, was no, the thing no, that you no, like. No, no, no. Here's the thing: I never sit down and, and eat green stuff, thinking to myself, "I know exactly <laughs> period, what this period. what this green stuff is." <laughs> so, like, if it's thrown on, I'm like, "That's pretty good." But I never sit down and identify it as, "Man, I'm really enjoying this because of." You just know that it's canceling out some other bad things. Yeah, that you exactly, may have put it's in making your body, me healthier. Right? right, exactly. So I told you I could not identify kale, and I was successful in not identifying kale. That's good. So the Tom Brady documentary might be a different language for uh, for someone who. Can't I still don't believe kale, that but... he's sacrificing his entire <laughs> life, but that's just me. Maybe we should do this for Judd. Put four beers in a lineup later in the show. Just, you know, a Budweiser, uh, a, you know, a Mick Golden, whatever. It's four different beers. Without let's... the label? Yes, without the label. Just if you can get a picture of them in a glass, let's see if he can nail all four. Okay, we'll do that. Okay, <laughs> I'll put that together through Google Images, and we'll see if Judd maybe. can do it. <laughs> yes. Stella? Some Stella? Oh, that's amazing. Uh, Mackie and Judd, we can open up the phone lines for uh, the next 20 minutes or so. If you have thoughts on the latest Reggie Lynch developments or thoughts on the Vikings voyage for vindication against the Saints. 651-646-8255, 877-615-1500.